Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 120. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week, we put together a podcast to answer questions that you might be wrestling with. And that's especially true today in light of the pandemic situation that our nation is finding itself in. And not just our nation, but even right here in our own community. And so we're going to look at a question today that is probably something that has crossed your mind and maybe you're wrestling with. We're going to look at really a personal struggle that we may find ourselves in when we're faced with a crisis like we're facing right now. So here's the question we're going to look at today. Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Now this I'm going to be honest with you, is a very real question for both you and I. This is a question that I have to wrestle with. This is a question that you have to wrestle with, especially when we're facing something like what we're facing right now. It's really unknown to us, and we really can't see coming, and we know the possibilities of what might happen with it, and in the midst of that, we're like, Man, where's God? Why is this happening? Why is he allowing this to happen to me? I'm his child. I believe in him. So we're going to wrestle with that today on the podcast. And so here's how we're going to do it. First of all, we're going to talk about our struggle. You really need to understand where this struggle is coming from. And I've got a few points to make here. And then we're going to look at the perspective of hope. What does the Bible tell us that we need to look to in the midst of this struggle that we're having? So let's talk about our struggle, okay? Let's talk about it. First thing I want you to see is this. The Bible assumes that suffering is a part of our world. The Bible assumes that suffering is a part of our world. And that happens all the way back in Genesis chapter 3 with the fall and when God cursed mankind because of Adam and Eve's sin. And the reality is, is that from that moment on, death and suffering entered into our world. And so when you look at the scripture, it assumes from the very beginning that our world is going to be filled with suffering and pain. And that's going to take place up until the time that Jesus returns, that Jesus comes back. 
And so you and I need to understand that. The first thing is the Bible assumes that suffering is a part of our world. Here's the second thing I need you to understand. No one is immune from suffering. No one is immune from suffering. I know that there are some folks in the Christian world who would tell you that God wants you to be healthy and wealthy and that if you have enough faith, these things wouldn't happen to you. But I'll be honest with you, that is not the assumption, nor is that what is presented throughout the pages of the Scripture. What you see in the Scripture over and over again in the New Testament is that God's people are going to suffer. No one is immune. No one, whether they are the lost or they are the saved, no one is immune from suffering. So you said, wait a minute, George, so these are just some underlying facts. I thought you were going to talk about the issue of our struggle here. Well, let's talk about the struggle here. Let's, the next two points are going to illustrate that for us. Here, here's my third point. We often cannot reconcile God's goodness towards us with suffering. See, we begin to struggle because we know that God is going to show favor to his children. He's going to show goodness to his children. And so we can't truly comprehend, we can't reconcile in our mind the goodness of God towards his children and the fact that we're going through suffering right now, that we're going through a crisis, that we're facing something we don't even know how to face, and we know that we're going to suffer because of it. We, we struggle with that. It's real. How do you and I reconcile this? If you haven't had that struggle yet, I really don't know what to say to you because every one of us at some point is going to struggle trying to reconcile the two. That is a part of the Christian life. And so that brings me to my final point here that I want you to see when we talk about our struggle. See, this commonly results in a struggle with our faith. This commonly results in a struggle with our faith. So what happens is, is as we're trying to reconcile the goodness of God with suffering, why is this taking place in our lives? This naturally results in you and I struggling with our faith in God. We begin to question God. We begin to question whether or not he's truly in charge, whether or not he truly knows what's going on, whether or not he truly cares, whether or not he truly loves us. Because surely if we were his children, this wouldn't be happening to us. So that, that's, that's our struggle that we have. That's why this question, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people, that's why this question is real. That's why this question is relevant to us, especially as we're living in this world where we're told to isolate ourselves, we're told to be careful, where it just seems like chaos is happening around us and we're wondering, Lord, where are you? Why is this happening? Why are you allowing this to happen? Well, I want us to focus on a perspective of hope. 
And, and when I say that, I need to qualify that. I'm not talking about that the Bible promises you that you are not going to have any kind of problems with what is happening right now. If you listen to anybody who tells you that, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to quit listening to them because there is nothing like that in the scripture. There is no promise that you're going to get through this okay and better off later. In fact, we're going to look at a few scriptures here in a moment, some that are misquoted, but I need to put things in perspective for you. But what I want to do is give you a perspective of hope, something that you can hold on to, something that you can cling to. In fact, I'm going to make this point to you. When you face a crisis, like we're facing a crisis right now, it's going to do one or two things. It's going to either drive you to Jesus or it's going to drive you away from Jesus. What we're hoping is, is that as you go through the crisis, as you experience the suffering, that it's going to drive you to the Lord. So let me give you these three points. Okay, here's the first one. You need to look beyond your suffering to the Lord. You need to look beyond your suffering to the Lord. Because here, here's what's going on. Right now, our focus is on how am I going to get through this? How am I going to take care of my family? How am I going to be sure that I'm staying healthy? How how am I going to do this? How how What do I do? Somebody cough near me. What do I do? So that's all our focus is right now is this issue because it's on the news. Everyone's talking about it. I go to the grocery store. I can't even find what I'm looking for that's normally there in abundance. You need to stop, take a breath, and look beyond it. You need to look beyond it to your Jesus. You need to look beyond it to the Lord and rest in him. How can you say that, George? Well, listen to what the Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. Listen to what he says. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for the moment, is working for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You got to look beyond now. You got to look beyond now. Here's my second point. The Lord will give you grace for the moment. The Lord will give you grace for the moment. Listen to what, again, the apostle is writing. Same letter, different chapter, chapter 12, verses 7 through 9. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 9. Here he's talking about his thorn in the flesh. He says, and lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, most gladly would I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Did you hear what he said? Here's the apostle. He's going through something. He's asking God, God, take this problem away from me. He does that three times. The Lord's answer to him, notice it. Now, the answer is, okay, I'll take it away. No, he didn't say that. He didn't promise anything about the problem except this one thing. I'll give you grace. My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient for you. Do you understand that? you got to look beyond the problem to the Lord because the Lord's going to give you grace for the moment. Here's the last thing I want you to see as we talk about this perspective of hope. The Lord will use the suffering for his ultimate good in your life. The Lord will use the suffering for his ultimate good in your life. See, you and I need to understand that, that even though we're going through this, even though we are experiencing this, we don't like this, but ultimately God has a purpose for that in our lives, and he's going to use it for a purpose. Now, I'm going to explain. There's two scriptures here. One of them I need to take some time just to pause for a moment and reflect on. I'm going to reflect on both of them, but one I really need to spend a little bit more time with you. Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You say, wow, George, that's a great promise. God's going to use this and something good is going to come out of it. That is not what he's saying here. I know somebody once told you that. A lot of Christians try to encourage each other when they're going through the crisis that we're going to come out of this wonderful, and they quote this verse. That is not what he's saying here. What he's saying here is being said with an eternal perspective. God is going to use this crisis in your life, and the result of it later on will be good. It doesn't mean that the outcome will be good right now. Don't take that verse that way. You need to see that God's going to use the difficulty that you're going through right now for a greater purpose, for an ultimate purpose. You need to see that. You need to understand that. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, kind of gives us a little bit of a perspective of how God uses it right now in our lives. He said, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. James is basically telling us that God is going to use this suffering, this difficulty in your life to perfect you, to help you in your walk with Christ. Now, you say, that's ridiculous. I don't need this to happen in my life right now, George. No, no, you don't understand. What's happening is out of our control. But through this, God is going to fulfill an ultimate purpose in your life. You've got to look beyond this problem. You've got to ask him for the grace to see you through it. And know that later on, there is an end that's better than this. That's the issue. You've got to look beyond this. 
Now you say, okay, George, that's wonderful. That still doesn't give me a perspective on why he's allowing this to happen to me. I'm his child. Why is he allowing bad things to happen to good people? Now, again, I'm going to explain it to you so that you understand. This is the world we live in. It rains on the good and the bad. This is the world we live in. It is a world filled with suffering. And suffering happens to those who know Jesus, and suffering happens to those who don't know Jesus. The question isn't, why does he allow this to happen? This happens because sin entered into this world. Rather, the question is, how am I going to face it? And again, I'll make my point. This will either draw you to the Lord or draw you away from him. So as you wrestle with this, put your faith in the one who said he would be there for you to see you through this and who's going to use it for some purpose later. That is where your hope needs to be. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. You say, okay, George, how do I get these questions to you? Well, you, you, you have several ways that you can do that. Number one, if you're a part of the Kerwinsville Christian Church family here, you can message those to me. You can call me, email me, text me. That's a way that you can get those to us. In light of the situation, because we're not gathering right now, there are two other ways that you can do that if you're a part of our church family, or if you're a friend who's listening from somewhere else, you can get in touch with us through Facebook. Simply go to the Finding Clarity podcast page, which is facebook.com slash Podcast. We would encourage you to like the page. You can direct message us there or right on our wall. We'll see your question. You can go to our church website, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact page, fill out your question. We'll get it here by email, and we'll see about responding to it here on the podcast. Next week, unless we have to look at another question that's really relevant to where we are right now, not that our questions aren't relevant, we're going to focus on the question that we were supposed to look at this week, And next week, we're going to talk about what does it mean to die daily to myself? What does it mean to die daily to myself? Until next week, we trust that you will stay healthy and be close to the Lord in your relationship. Until then, take care.